Shut your ass up, B. It's the BTSE 365 Podcast. You rockin' with your boy B. Hey, you know what it is. You rockin' with your boy B. And it's the BTSE 365 Podcast. The BTSE 365 Podcast. It's your boy B. What it do? What it do? What it does? What it ain't? I'm in the booth, and you ain't. <laughs> I think I'm gonna stick to my day job. I'm, I'm gonna quit trying to rap. I ain't, uh, ain't Jay Z or nothing like that. I could be Diddy though. You know what I'm saying? Diddy just had people write for him, and he was on beat sometimes. And he he a mogul, so I I could do that. I don't write rhymes, I write checks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But what's happening, good people? What's happening? I'm back. We in the yo. We in the ville. We had a good weekend. It was a long weekend. It was busy. Productive, though. You know what I'm saying? So... I appreciate y'all tuning in, however you're tuning in, wherever you're tuning in. As the intro said, it's the BTSE 365 podcast. And before I get into this weekend and last week, again, happy birthday to me. I'm, I'm going to sing my birthday praises the whole month. The whole month. It's Black History Month, but... Damn it, we changing the B in black history to the B for big. Big history month. So, yeah, this big history month, I'll let you guys know. Uh, the class is going great. Still going strong, all 15, everybody doing great. We're going to have somebody, we're going to have a few people come through the show, check us out, check the yo out, see how they like the vibe. And, yeah, we we doing it big, man. We doing it big. Bigger than big. We're doing it humongous, ginormous, gigantic. Because we are live from the Pulse Studios. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> hey, but in all seriousness, though, man, I appreciate y'all, man, for real, for real. Uh, everybody made my birthday feel so special last week. A lot of, you know, social media love. <laughs> I don't know if that's fake love or not, but I appreciate it. The text, the calls, all that good, that good jazz. The DMs, you know what I'm saying? The DMs was popping. Hey, watch out there, now. Over the weekend, though, man, we laid the rest of another family member of mine. That's becoming a recurring theme. I don't like that, but you know. Shout out to cousin Minnie May. I call her Minnie May, even though her name is Minnie Lee. I just like saying Minnie Mae. Minnie Lee Clark, she was a sweet, 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 sweet old lady. We gonna miss her. We gonna miss her smile, but hey, no more pain, no more suffering. Uh, uh, uh. I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna preach today. I ain't gonna preach today. What we got going on, man? Uh, we gonna have my boy DJ Wheelmatic. He joining the show today. Shout out to my brother down there in the M. He gonna join us, talk some Memphis sports. Give y'all a good dose of that. But other than that, man, what's going on in the sports and entertainment world? Hmm. I I wonder. I spy 
a decision by Kyler Murray to stay in the NFL draft and go full-fledged, full-throttle, 100% in. He say he all in like Emco. He all in. He ain't he ain't going back and forth with the MLB. Billy Bean, you can keep your money, Jack. I'm staying in the draft. How you like that? So what he going to do is he going to give back some money. I think he's giving back $1.29 million. He get to keep $210 million. I said $210 million. <laughs> let's, let's backtrack that now. He gets to keep $210,000. Because the other money that he was owed on March 1st, he's just not going to get it. He's just not going to get it now. You know what I'm saying? He's just not going to get it. So... He go from, I'm going to do both, or I'm going to go to training camp, and I'm going to go to spring training to, nah, I ain't going to do spring training. I'm just going to go in the quarterback, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to even risk it because he knew what was happening. Whoever advised him gave him some good advice and said, look, bro, you shot, you can throw that pill now. You can throw that pill in college, but you shot. A little undersized, but you fast as hell. And the NFL is becoming very, very, very quarterback friendly. Very quarterback friendly. These spread shotgun pistol offenses have has become more commonplace than even four or five years ago. So you might not want to play around because these folks are gonna end up saying, well, he ain't committed to being a full-time NFL player. He ain't he 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 on the fence. He trying to play us against each other. We ain't gonna pick him in the first round. We'll pick him in the second. So now, all pressure's off. Like he ain't gotta, I mean, I ain't gonna say all pressure's off. He's gonna have to perform well at the combine. But now it's a situation where who is gonna take that risk? Cause it's a risk. It's a chance. If you a team that need a quarterback right now. Are you going to take them? Or if you're a team that need like that gap filler, you know, if you're the New York Giants, are you taking him or Dwayne Haskins? Who, by the way, I'm sorry, Stephen A. Smith, stop your shit. I saw a video out there where he was on first take last week talking about Dwayne Haskins is more of a runner to him. A runner? Soldier Boy voice, a runner? Dwayne Haskins? Really? Like, now, I, I saw him get the, the thing wrong uh, during the playoffs on on uh, the, the tight end from the Chargers. You know what I'm saying? I saw him get that wrong, talking about Hunter Henry, talking about he, was, he had been playing great all year. But he hadn't even been playing all year. He was out with a torn ACL. So he was wrong on that. But now he's saying Dwayne Haskins is more of a runner than a passer. Stephen A., he only ran for like 200, 300 yards, I think. Passed for like 4,000-plus yards. The hell college football you watching? Who giving you this bad information, G? Quit it. Just stop. You get paid to know this type of stuff. You can't just be giving out false information like this. You need to stay off the weed. That's who need to quit smoking. You need to stay off the weed, G. Because obviously you just out here just talking out the side of your neck.
Like, 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 come on, Stephen A. Anywho, anywho, I digress. So, is a team going to trade up for him? Or a team like, like, okay, say for instance, Tampa Bay, right? They got Jameis Winston. They're going to pick up his option for his fifth year. But with a new regime in place, you got to, I think they got like pick number seven, eight. They got a top 10 pick. Do you go after Kyler Murray? Put some heat on Jameis Winston to barbecue a meal, do? Should have got off the pot? Like, like, is, is that going to be an option for them? Or Jaguars? But I know, I, I know they wouldn't do it. Yeah, Tom, Tom Coughlin to throwback for all that. He ain't going to mess off. But what about the Arizona Cardinals at number one, right? So they got an inexperienced head coach. I forgot the boy's name. Who is the boy? Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, yeah. Who had said if he had the number one pick, he'd take Kyler Murray. And now he got the number one pick. So do the Arizona Cardinals trade down with the New York Giants? with the Jacksonville Jaguars, or the Miami Dolphins. Well, the Dolphins, I think their pick is too far back for them to trade up that high. To get, you know, a Kyler Murray. Like, because what would happen is they have Josh Rosen, the Cardinals. They could trade Josh Rosen to the Dolphins or to the Jags, a team that needs a quarterback. Keep their pick. I think I just fucked all that up. I think I just fucked all that up. I need to stay off the weed myself. That's that's what the problem is right now. Let me let me sip some yak real quick, because I think I just fucked all of that trade up. I didn't. Man, this cucumber water five ain't. Fine. It ain't as good as that guidance liquor I was drinking on my birthday, but say, say. Let me let me just stop effing up my show. I didn't talk so bad about Stephen A. I'm messing up now. I, it, his juju done rubbed off on me. But the Kyler Murray situation is one to check out and just pay attention to. Keep your eyes on that. Because the combine in a couple of weeks in Indy, and we just going to see. Okay, how he throwing? Everybody, you know, they at the combine, they treat him like slaves anyway. They're going to be measuring him in his, his hands and how tall is he. This, that, and the third. Like, come on, bro. Damn. This ain't cattle. It's a, it's a person who can play football. But that's the nature of the beast. That's what he wanted to be in. That's where he at. He going to give Billy Bean back his money. They going to keep his draft rights in, in uh, Oakland. We going to see. I hope he pans out to be a good quarterback in the NFL. I don't wish him any ill will. Like some people, oh, he's going to be a bust and go back to playing Major League Baseball. Look, bro. The hardest thing to do is to hit a fastball in sports, a curveball, a sinker, a slider. Like, y'all, man, that that ain't guaranteed now. He can have some great defense. He fast, okay. He can catch, okay. But can he hit? Hey, that's, that's a lot to think about right there. It's a whole lot to ponder. And we're going to keep it in the NFL. You know, the Super Bowl was over with, but 
Football is something that never stops. NFL never stops. Kareem Hunt, my boy with a mean little soccer kick. I thought he was going to play soccer, the other form of football, but if he stand in the NFL because his home state Cleveland Browns and the man who drafted him, John Dorsey, picking him up for one year, at least one year. They say they think he deserves a second chance. Now he got some pending situations going on. He had a fight in a bar and the NFL going to suspend him for the the I don't even know if you call it domestic violence. I don't I don't think that's a domestic violence situation. It's just he struck a woman. He kicked her while she was down. Dumbass. Stupid. Stupid. No matter the circumstances and the situation on why she was there, you was just dumb for that. That was just a dumb move. You you were an angry football player who couldn't keep your head on straight. Probably been, you know, whatever. I don't want to speculate on what he was doing before that, but she called him the nigga, and he did what he did. I ain't here to defend nobody. I'm just going to say that was a dumb move. You just sort of held your, held your composure and kept it pushing. That's all I'm going to say about it. But the, but the Browns got a three-headed monster in the backfield right now. Nick Chubb. Duke Johnson, from the U, by the way. And now Kareem Hunt, Toledo's home. That's a that's a badass backfield. And his deal only worth like a million dollars, I think. And he probably going to be suspended for four to six games. So when week seven rolls around, week eight, hopefully he, he, he keeping himself in shape and all that because – the Browns going to be scary next season. The Steelers better get their shit together. Because Cleveland on their way. Cleveland is on their way. Old Gangster Bake, Gangster Baker, he ain't, hey, that boy ain't no joke. Talk a lot of shit, but, you know, comes with the territory. Now, the Ravens, they still the AFC North champions. I ain't going to discount them because Lamar Jackson is a, a bad boy. Let's hope he can work on his game in the offseason too. But this is about Kareem Hunt, who's getting another chance after having a situation or two last year. And now he get another chance. Kaepernick still ain't got a job. Won't nobody give him another chance. Mm-mm. Nah, you know. Hey, his boy Eric Reed signed a three-year deal with the Panthers today, though. So he keeping himself in the league. The Panthers need to go and sign Cap Hill. They need a good backup for Cam Newton. Why not? Why not? Why not? Keeping it in football news, uh, the AAF started over the weekend. The Alliance of American Football. And... It drew 2.9 million viewers on opening night. On a Saturday night, 2.9 million viewers. More viewers than the Thunder versus the Rockets, which was a good game, by the way. But I watched the first half of the Atlanta Legends versus the Orlando Apollos, which is head coached by uh, Steve Spurrier. 
Tennessee fans should be familiar with that name since he hunted them down there in Florida for so long. But Steve Spurrier's team won like 44 to 6. It's pretty bad. Pretty big blowout. Brad Childress was supposed to be the head coach of the Atlanta team. He resigned, leaving Kevin Crowell to be the, the head coach. Michael Vick was supposed to be the offensive coordinator, and he didn't take that position. But that's probably due to the fact that he didn't study a lot when he was playing. He was just, you know, he did it all off God-given talent. And so he probably was the wrong person to be trying to scheme up some plans or whatnot, which, hey, you know your strengths. Don't do it. But he's still going to be part of the league and, like, player development or something like that. They got Hines Ward, Ed Reed. Um, who else involved? Mike Singletary is the head coach of the Memphis team. They got Jeff Fisher. He ain't coaching nobody, though. He he behind the scene. He ain't coaching nobody. Nobody is allowing him to be a coach. Good. Bill Polian, he part of it. It's a developmental league, you know. That's what they they looking at it as. It's eight teams. They're going to play ten weeks. Zach Mettenberger is a, is a player in the league. Christian Hackenberg, he's the uh, the starting quarterback for the Memphis team. So, hmm, we shall see. The XFL coming next year. So, it's going to be a lot of footballs for people who like football. I'm sure it's going to be an affordable alternative to the NFL. The stadium down there in Orlando, though, it was a lot of people there. It wasn't sold out or nothing, but it was a lot of people there for the first week. I'm I'm ready to see if this thing can last more than two seasons. Cause I watched NFL Europe from time to time when they had that. I used to watch the arena football stuff. Canadian football when it comes on on Friday night on ESPN two, I watched that too. So let's give us an alternative, a good alternative. They got different rules, no kickoffs. Can only rush five passes. I mean five rushers. Overtime rules are more like college football. So, yeah, it's, it, it seems okay. I couldn't watch a whole game, though. I just – I got tired of not knowing some of the players. I'm going to just tell you the truth. Somebody was out there from Wofford, and when I heard that he went to Wofford, I was kind of upset. It's like, damn, bro, I didn't even watch you play in college. Now, Trent Richardson is going to be a running back for the uh, the Birmingham team. Hopefully he can, um, you know, salvage whatever type of reputation he got. I know it was pretty rough for him when he left Cleveland and the Colts. It was, it was just bad. It's pretty, pretty uh, awful, to say the least. Hmm. Oh well. Hey, hope you guys enjoy the AAF. How about that? I hope you guys can enjoy the AAF. D-Rose is back versus the Clippers. Woo, D-Rose. Shout out D-Rose. He ain't make the all-star team, but it's all good. Speaking of all-star teams, that damn LeBron and, and Giannis had some teams that they selected last week. And uh, let's just say Giannis needs some, some tutelage on how to draft. Because his team finna get their ass whooped. Like... That man, 
He bo he he slick bogus though. Talking about LeBron was tampering because he drafted AD first or well, second. Like, isn't that tampering? I was like, damn. Get out that man's pockets, man. LeBron know all the ins and outs. He's like, look, man, they can't get me for tampering on this. Even though everybody he got in his starting lineup a pending free agent. That was smart. I guess. It was, it was somewhat smart. Uh, Kawhi ain't gonna come play with him though. Like Kawhi just, he just not fucking with LeBron. Like he ain't. I, Kevin Durant go to L.A. before Kawhi Leonard go to L.A. and play for the Lakers. But the Lakers really out here just trolling folks now. Like Magic talking about, I'm gonna help Ben Simmons with big man guard moves in the off season if the NBA allow it. What? You just out here just just talking reckless like that? Now they looking into you for some more tamper. They just like giving money away. Yeah, man, I'm a, I'm a, uh I'm gonna help them out, man. I'm gonna help being out if they let me, man. You know, <laughs> magic like they let me. No, no, they not gonna let you. Like they not gonna let you. No, Elton Brand already shut that down. No, no. Being in what, year three on a rookie deal? First overall pick, so they got him for at least two more years because they're going to pick up his option at the end of this year. They're going to pick up his fifth-year option. So he could play with LeBron possibly in LeBron's final year in L.A. That's how the narrative going to go after next season or this summer. Ben Simmons is unhappy, and he's – his clutch sports representatives are looking to get him to L.A. Like, every, everybody going to L.A. Everybody going to L.A. Now, my partner made an interesting point, though. He a Nets fan. Shout out to Fly. He said, hey, the Nets finna get somebody big in free agency. Damn all this Knicks talk, this Laker talk, all that sound good, but y'all better watch out for the Brooklyn Nets. That's what he telling me now, and – it makes sense. They got money for two slots. Hopefully they don't go out here and fuck it up and get Jimmy Butler. Like, that'll just be fucking up the money. Like, why would you do that? But if you can if you can sway Kyrie Irving and Kawhi Leonard to play in Brooklyn with y'all, move D-Lo over to the two-guard or to the bench, it's going to be tough. Because Karis LeVert, he hooping. But if you can put Dinwiddie, because you got Dinwiddie, you just paid him a little money. Jared Allen in the post, he's still on a rookie deal. You pay Kawhi, you pay Kyrie. You got a little team out there, man. It's the East. It's the East now. It can be won. It ain't that hard, man. It can be won. You cripple the Celtics, even though they'll end up paying Terry Rozier if you do that. So that'll help. They got to trade market smart if they can, but that ain't going to happen. Ain't nobody going to pay that boy $50 million? Well, he won't have $50 million left, but you, you get what I'm saying. It'll be 30-some million left. So, so yeah, I'm just saying they say look out for the, for the, for the Nets in that free agency talk. And the Lakers, they they go out and they beat the Celtics on the game, went about Rondo, but then they get their ass whooped in two in the next two games, like, or in the next game, like, who are you? Levar Ball said it best, man. 
They need his boy out there. Now, his boy ain't better than LeBron like he was talking that shit, but they need him out there for defense because the boy can play some defense. That's what he can do. Now, LeVar, he high when he gets to talking about it. He better than LeBron. I don't know what the hell he talking about. Now, Luke Walton, you fired at the end of this year. That's for sure. I don't care. You got to go. You got to go. If they fired David Blatt in Cleveland after one year and he made it to the finals, I don't give a damn what your last name is, what your daddy's last name is. You fired, bruh. Shit, hell. You got these folk out here acting like they acting. You got to go. Got to go, got to go, got to go, got to go. What else, man? Over the weekend, I checked out uh, Miss Bala. It was an right movie. It was, uh, I was kind of disappointed. I mean, she fine in the movie. I can't remember her name at the moment. Let me, let me, let me Google her. Let me Google Miss Bala. Because she was fine, though. Something Gomez. And if I'm wrong, that that's just going to be even worse. Because that, that, that sounds like I'm... Ooh, tell me I'm not wrong. Tell me I'm not wrong. Tell me. Oh, shit. It's not Gomez. It's Gina Rodriguez. <laughs> I said Gomez. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Latin community. I was just guessing. I was just guessing. I was just. Whoo, boy. Anybody uh, out there listening to this of Latina, Latino descent? Big didn't mean nothing by it, man. I thought it was something Gomez, man. But Jenna Rodriguez, she was bad. Yeah, she was bad. It was an right movie. It was straight. I'm going to have to go see. My sister said she want to see what men want. I was like, you know, just because it's Taraji, you know what I'm saying, I go support. Because Taraji bad, too. So that's cool. I'm with it. But I got to go see the girl named Alita. On, on Valentine's Day, that just look like it's gonna be fire. That just look like it's gonna be fire. I'm with all of that. I feel like I'm missing something. Oh, real quick before I before I take y'all to DJ Wheelmatic in our conversation, shout out to Ripley Tigers. We went to Haywood and be Haywood in the rivalry game after after we got our ass whooped by Haywood a couple weeks ago. So shout out to them. <laughs> they playing the district game this week too. So maybe we can pull off another one. But uh, remember I told y'all I had a family member pass, man. And me, and one, me and one of my partners was talking about this. You know, at funerals, they say, you know, folk going to heaven regardless. Like, almost every funeral I done ever been to, the person who dead going to heaven. Now, I know that my cousin Minnie, she in heaven for sure. Like, if you believe in heaven and hell, my cousin Minnie in heaven. Ain't no fucking doubts about that now. She's a heaven-bound woman. She been there since she took her last breath. She there. But it be a lot of motherfuckers that these pastors be saying going to heaven. And I don't know. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, I can't judge and put nobody in heaven or hell. But it just be mighty funny that everybody going to heaven. Like in the good book, they say only a certain amount going. 
So every Saturday, every Sunday, when you got a service, this this nigga going? Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. See, I'm not the person who believes necessarily in a heaven or a hell. So, you know, you can think what you want to think about me and saying, "Oh, you going to hell for saying that they ain't going to heaven." I mean, hey, if that's what you feel. I already had a woman tell me I'm I'm such a nice guy and doing this and doing that, but it's just a shame that when I die, my soul is going to perish to hell forever. I said, damn. Is it? How? I mean, you know, you you can't put me in hell like that. If it's there, that ain't for you to put me in, man. Don't, don't do me like that. That kind of hurt my feelings for like 37 seconds. But, hey, you know, I digress. Shout out to the Grammys, I think. I can shout the Grammys out. Can I shout the Grammys out? Is that uh, I'm too black to shout out the Grammys? Is that what it is? No, I'm, I mean I'm watching the BET Awards too, so you know I watch them every year almost. I ain't gonna knock them. Drake, show up to the BET Awards this year since you showed up to the Grammys, son. He got his Grammy. They cut his mic off when he got to talking all that positive talk. You know how I go. Cardi B won Rap Album of the Year. Uh. I thought Nipsey should have won, but you know, hey, I'm biased. And some chick won a record of the year, and she was really shocked. I was shocked because I she was the only person whose song I hadn't heard that was nominated. Everybody else's song I had heard. But her song, I ain't never heard that, John. I ain't know who she was. I was like, who is the girl? How did I like it like that Not win? Or at least them other folks, like... Oh, well. Shout out to Dua Lita. I don't forget the name of the song she sang, but she performed. But that that chick with the London accent, the English accent, sheesh. I need to quit it because accent's going to get me in trouble one day. Now, I'm going to leave it at that. You know what I'm saying? Hey, y'all hold on real quick, real quick like Cause I gotta get me and my boy DJ Will Matic on this junk. You hear me? Hold on, we gonna be right back with me and DJ Will Matic talking to Memphis Sports. It's the BTSE 365 podcast. You dig? Hey, what's happening, man? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Now, you might have heard me say this earlier in the show, but today we gonna have a we gonna have a, a little change up. You know I'm saying, y'all hear me talk about Memphis a lot uh, on this on this podcast as far as being down there or whatever and having some ties to the city. So this week we hope to make it a regular segment too, you know. We 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 gonna we gonna see we gonna see how y'all like that. But I got a DJ from the city. He wants to talk some of that Memphis talk, you know they got a lot going on, so I'ma just quit babbling and I'm gonna introduce who we got there. We got DJ Will Maddox on the show today. What's happening, DJ Will? What up, what up, what's going on, guy? Yeah, man, yeah, man. You know, always working, always working like you. That's all right, man. You can't be mad at that. Right, right, right. Can't be right. mad at that. What's going on in Nashville? What y'all got going on this weekend? Everything, man. You got everything. It's everything. cold. It's cold. It's cold. I, I, think, I think your boy Black Rob got a black trip going on this weekend. This weekend, yes, on next, one of the two. This, this weekend. This weekend. Okay, yes. Yeah. They're going one in Nashville and one in Memphis, I think. One in Memphis, so it should be a good look. Yeah, man. You know, yeah, 
kind of trying to connect the city, man. You know? <laughs> right, right. I know. I know. Curtis had his uh, Black Excellence Gala for his birthday bash or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a, that was the show. That was the show. Yeah, man. Yeah, so. Uh, it was a good little event. Uh, talk to this, man. Talk to this, man. Talk to what, what's going on in the M with these sports, man. What, what's happening down there? Yeah, so it's just a lot of a, a lot of changes. You know, uh, I guess right now one of the most notable things, is, uh, notable things, is the movement of Marcus Saul. You know, he's been part of our franchise for about twelve years, and. Uh, you know, for the most part, outside of where he's from in Spain, Memphis has been the only city he's ever known. You know, he played yeah. high school ball here. Matter of fact, he went to he went to Lausanne. I played. As a matter of fact, when I when he was there, I, I played against him. And let me tell you, he was not who he is now. He was always uh, he was terrible. He was always big, like seven feet, but he was fat. He was slow. Couldn't jump. We, you know, we beat that team a couple times. And then just to kind of see him flourish into an NBA All-Star and who he is today, it, it tripped me out. It's like, man, seven feet does pay off, I guess. Right. So, you know, we, uh, the organization made a decision and finally moved him to Toronto. Um, and then we got back DeLon Wright, Jonas Valachunez, and uh, C.J. Miles in a second-round pick five years from now. So, I mean, yeah, it's 2024, so – um, you know, maybe maybe that'll turn it to Andre Murray Green. I'm I'm trying to keep optimistic with it, but you know, we 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 all wanted the first round pick from it, but you know, for a 34 year old seven foot center, you know, who's had injury or foot issues before, I guess it's about as, that's about as good as you can get, you know. So yeah, it's true that ain't no no garbage, he ain't no all stuff, but he ain't no 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 slog. You know what I'm saying? Nah. He, he can re protect, he can rebound a little bit. He's a little more mobile. He can't pass like the saw. But yeah, yeah, nah. Memphis ain't trying to win right now anyway. You know, they kept Conley luckily. Uh so yeah. you know, I still got somebody that people are buying tickets to see. Because if you got yeah. rid of both of them, I don't think nobody would come to the game. Yeah, both you got rid of both of them. It would have been real hard. Uh what I do like about what what they got left is the uh combination of Conley and Jaron uh, yeah, when they, they last home, though, I forgot who they played. Um, can't, can't remember who they played. I think it was uh, Minnesota. Um, but those two, those two, how they play together, I think it's Minnesota. I'm not sure. But those two, how they play together, I like that combination because they're they're faster. He's more athletic, so uh, he gets to do something. Conley, what he hadn't been able to do his whole career was have a man to throw lobs to. So you get him in the pick and roll, and once Jaron kind of knows his position and how to roll to the rim the correct way, I think, man, next year they'll be an exciting pair. Uh, you know, I think we'll get something we wouldn't was not expecting. And you know, with the with the guys they're bringing in, including uh, Avery Bradley, you know, I think this year they still want to win enough so that we can go ahead and move the pick to Boston because it's top eight protected. Yeah. So we we got these pieces just so we can not be so bad, but be good enough to get outside of that top eight. So we can go ahead and get from this uh, under this uh, hole that Boston got on this, and then we can start rebuilding on our future. So you know, I, I think good times are, are coming. Danny Hayes be putting his foot on these franchises. <laughs> yeah, Danny Hayes got a hold on a lot of people, man. Danny Hayes, what? Jesus, he he did it right. He he didn't what he didn't do radar back. Yeah, he learned. He learned from him very well. Man, you sure know what to say. 
So, hey, but uh, yeah, as long as we when we get our front office change, we get Chris Wallace out of there, then we'll finally get a progressive visionary for GM. Hopefully, is it really hopefully. his? Because personally, you know, you know, I personally think the franchise. I think the franchise is trying to get out of Michigan. Like that's just me personally. I just think ownership trying to get out of Michigan. Like I don't know. Why? But it just—I mean, I know why. Because it seemed like when good things happen, it just go left. Like this year, it's not really on the, the, the front. Of, I mean, they started off hot, they just fizzled off. I don't know. But five Fisdale last year, uh, you, you got rid of Lionel Hollins, which to this day I still don't, don't know make why. Sense. I yeah. still don't know why. Like this, and I sense. think that might have been under the past ownership, if I'm not mistaken, or what. So I'm like, I don't, it just, it, I look at Memphis and I'd be like, dang, when Golden State wasn't what they are now, Memphis was like, only like Memphis and Golden State was like head to head the same mm-hmm. at one point. And then, you know, Golden State just, they, the players just kept getting better. They were drafting better and got some free agents in there. Because before they started winning, Golden State wasn't nowhere that you really wanted to go. Like it was it wasn't like no 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 world beater or nothing. They just got like this in the last five, six years. And yeah. this is just got worse in the yeah. last five, six years. So Well you wanna know what what they all had in common? What's that? Chris Wallace. Wow. That's what they all had in common. Bad bad pick, bad trade, bad signings. You know, he's he part of that decision. We're moving on from what we had at least four coaches in seven years. You know, that that's that's all under his regime. You know, now the ownership, he not he not no better because he doesn't he doesn't he not very involved with the franchise. You know, we never seen him. I, I've honestly never seen his face. I don't know what he looks like. I have to Google him to figure that out. His name's Bobby Pell. Yeah. But the good thing is, I do know that. He did make a deal over the summer because they were up for sale at that point. And, but he ended up buying back majority shares of the franchise. So we'll be here for at least another 10 years. Okay. So, okay. Well, so we'll be here for that long, at least another 10 more years. But Chris Wallace cannot be if we ever want to, you know, be taken serious again. His, his, what he's hanging his hat on is uh, I signed Debo, I signed Tony you know, I drafted, I drafted Mike, you know, and then, you know, utilized Mark or whatever. That's all right. You did good there. But you passed on Stephen Curry. You passed on James Harden. You passed on Russell Westbrook. You know, you you passed on uh, what the kid that came out of Duke back in, like, 2009, 10, uh, Robin, I mean, uh, Rodney Hood. You know, you pass, all the guys that we passed on, you know, are being doing good. real productive players in the NBA now. Great player. Pick, not a single one. The only one that still remains is Dylan Brooks and Jaron Jackson. And Jaron Jackson Dylan was Brooks the best decision. Hurt. Yeah, and Dylan Brooks been hurt. Jaron Jackson was the best decision only because we had top four picks, so you couldn't go, you couldn't go wrong. Right. And then right. you know this but whole. People didn't like that pick though. A lot of people uh, didn't like that pick. We didn't love it, but it, it, it was. As but we, I, as I was to the Memphis folks like, hey, dude, can hoop, man. Yeah, as we're watching him, we're starting to like. I, I see that now. I can see that potential in him. He could be, yeah. he could be huge. He could yeah. be a big deal. He was balling in Michigan State. It's just you know, it, you know how college basketball is. Yeah, it's yeah, just, you know, this this system, the spacing. Yeah, it's a different, it's a different bull. 
exactly. Uh, now, we talk from the, we gonna keep it in the FedEx form, right? So yeah. we know the Grizzlies they they on a rebuild, retool, however you want to put it. Uh, I'm still mad at them. Before I move on, I'm still mad at them for signing Chandler Parsons. All that money, he still ain't playing, and ain't nobody trading for him because they know better. Like, also, Chris Wallace. Yeah, exactly. You get rid of you let Zebo walk. He signed a two-year, $24 million deal with Sacramento. Now, granted, he ain't played for them this year. But if you're going to throw $24 million in somebody and they take it, I'm sure if you would have gave him 24 to stay in Memphis just for the culture, hey, he's the locker room, probably would have done you some good instead of giving $95 million to somebody who can't play. Yeah, it looks good. And when Zebo went there, he was their leading scorer last year. Only reason right. he didn't play this year is because they're trying to get their young guys better. And he's an aging player that's going to be moved out soon anyway. Now he at Dallas, he, get to, he, he may get waived and somebody pick him up on a contender. But that's the only reason he didn't play this year. But Zebo can still go out there and give you 20 and 10 right now. Hold on, 20 and 10. Hold on, All right. 15. But 15 and 8. 15, 15 and 8. 15 and 8. But shit, that's great. the job, we all kind of knew that this year may not be a great year. Number one, the first time college coach. Never coached in college level. Never coached against these type of coaches. Never played against the college system, rules, none of that. He got a full uh, roster of coaches that have also never done that. You know, Mike Miller, never done that. Uh, God, I can't remember the NBA coach name, but he never uh, done that either. Sam Mitchell. Yeah, Sam Mitchell. You know, it goes to the NBA level, but it's completely different than, you know, college. The only right. guy with experience is uh, is Matlock. You know, and he was at, uh, I think, Ole Miss for three years or whatever. And they weren't good, you know. So, And then uh, with his roster, you know, he, he could only do so much of the time he had. So we knew they weren't going to be great. And then a lot of the guys he had to depend on are Tubby guys. Uh, so, you know, they were – they started off the conference pretty high. I think they started off four or five and one. And uh, it just dropped three in a row. One of the biggest problems is our slow start on the road. Uh, you know, we go to Tulsa. We go down by 20 in the first half uh, to a team that, true enough, is better than their record. But talent-wise, we were a better team. And you saw that throughout the game as we made runs to get back into the game. Uh and then, you know, they, they dropped that game that they should not have dropped to a, a team with a worse record. Uh, then they go to USF, South Florida, a team that just, you know, we've been embarrassing for years and years. And they come out 27-1 to 1 on ESPN. I'd rather have had zero points than one. Talk about embarrassing, bro. Embarrassing. Well, that's what y'all did to TSU, hell. Yeah, but TSU is damn near a D2 school. Hey, we hey, are a top-tier hey. program. <laughs> I know I'm disrespecting TSU, but they're not University of Memphis. They're not recruiting the number one recruit right. in the whole you're entire right. country. You're 
you're right. You're right. You know, ain't no way in hell. Even if you play Duke, you should be down twenty-seven to one, maybe twenty-seven to five. You know, for twenty-seven to one. I mean, God. And then they fall. They were down by twenty-five to half. Then Jeremiah Martin, huh? So you ain't coming back from there. Yeah, you're not. But Jeremiah Martin did his damnedest to bring us back. And, I mean, he had a hell of a second half. Dropped 41 points in the second half on his own. The, the team as a whole dropped 65 in the second half. Only lost by 10. I was like, man, had y'all been down 15 instead of 25, you would have won that game. So what do you think? I mean, I know it's a slow start, but what, when, from you being a, a, a person who played – you know what I'm saying, basketball before at a, at a pretty good level, pretty high level at high school and, and been around the game long enough to know it. And as a fan who goes to a lot of games and, and watch some of these players, especially like you got Jeremiah Martin who's from Memphis and Tyler Harris who's from Memphis. Like when you in, in Lomax, when you see these guys out there in the Memphis uniform and you see them playing, what, what do you think is the issue with these slow stars? Is it just a mindset? Is it those shots to the action is defense. What, what do you think? So, I, you know, I'm thinking, I think, I think Penny's getting them in the mindset to come out and not play with your opponent. You know what I'm saying? Don't play with your food. Uh, yeah. But I think they get overwhelmed. You know, they'll have a few bad misses, a few bad turnovers, or they wouldn't stop somebody on defense because they overplayed or, you know, on pressure, which they do a lot. Um, and then next thing you know, they're down 10-0. And then you you look up and you're down ten zero you start pressing, not pressing as far as defensive pressure, but pressing like you're forcing everything, and now you're just trying your best to dig your way out. You start to kind of play uncharacteristically. You start to play knee ball instead of playing with the team, playing within yourself, waiting for the opportunity, taking your time, and then now you're throwing up uncharacteristic shots. Tyler Harris may come up and shoot a thirty five foot three pointer, and he has been off, off, off lately. Uh, and then now you know next thing they know they're down 20 and it, it's a hole you can't dig yourself out of when, you, when you're playing against a you know a, a collegiate program it's just you can't right, you know right. so it's, it's something and then you know they, they're not that talented they're just really not you know they got two players maybe a third that can do damage offensively um, but you know, when you're down there big, you're not that talented. You're not a team that can shoot that well. Um, you got two guards that are under six feet that can't score because they're too small. You know, right. Lomax can't score at all. He can't shoot. So it's hard for him to get baskets. Uh, Tyler Harris can shoot, but he hasn't been making anything. And he's because a volume he's so small, scorer. He's a yeah, volume he's scorer. A but yeah, he, he shoots, shoots a lot. He shoots he a go, lot. He go one for 11 against Tulsa. He go... You know, no, actually, he did good against Tulsa. I think he was like four for eight for three, but one for 11 against USF. You know, I was like, yeah, I was like, we can't have that. You know, then he don't score at all against Cincinnati. You know, it's like, you're the guy we brought in to get us buckets. You know, again, Jeremiah's the guy to keep uh, relying on. So I was like, we had one more player just to step up. You know, he gets 26, somebody need to give him 15 to 18. And then somebody behind that need to give us 10 to 12. He had that. You know, we would be all right, but we're just not talented enough. So we keep on, we keep on Davenport. What what has been his production lately? Because I know the start of the year, he was he was doing pretty good. He was one of the most consistent players I saw out there. Yeah, before. yeah. Uh, he tapered off a little bit. He's still giving you maybe twelve or fourteen points. Uh, 
but you know, Kevon, he, he's big, he's tall and wiry. He's not that strong. So you know, he's not gonna he's not gonna take contact and then get a bunch of and ones. Uh, and then one thing that ticked me off about him and a lot of their other bigs is they don't go up strong at all. Like they'll come to it, they'll come approaching the rim and they'll see somebody contesting instead of trying to go for the contact. They'll start, you know, trying to do up and unders, reversing, you know, yeah, being nephew, you know, they, yeah, and they and they're not talented enough uh, to make those kind of shots. You know, they're not NBA players, or they're right. not, you know, what they call the jelly fam guys. They're not that. So yeah, they gonna hit. Uh, he ain't got, you know, he gonna hit under yeah. the backboard. He gonna hit under the rim. Gonna completely miss everything. You know, and they do that a lot. So I. They need to get in that weight room, too. <laughs> That's what they need yeah, to do. I mean, Joe endorsement, Charlotte Taggart, and Pierre Henderson now, they walk through that door no more. No. Tariq Black right. ain't coming through that door no more. You no. know what I'm saying? No. Like, this, this, this is not happening. Dude, I, I done seen them, them cats play. There ain't none of that in this right now. You no. know, Tariq Black might not be the most talented, but he's still in the NBA. Yeah. Last time I checked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Joe endorsement made it to the NBA. At one he did. And the thing about Joey, Joey – was only six six, but you didn't know that because he played so big, he played, he played big. so aggressive, played strong. You know, when I thought he was like six nine, and when he got drafted, and they said he was six six. I was like, dang, really? Six small? I didn't know that. So you know, you play that big, that you look big. Our guys don't do that. So you know, this is one of the things, and I, I can't excuse coaching as well. I think a lot of times Kenny gets out coached or. He, he realizes what he needs to do too late. For example, South Florida. I, I don't know if he thought it, I don't know if he watched the tape for them or had a game plan, but first half he went away from the pressure, which is what he always does. Because they were hitting threes, he started playing zone a lot, and they were still burying them. Second half, they turned up the pressure, and they caused them to make 15 turnovers in the second half. I mean, them dudes throwing it left and right. Jeremiah had seven steals by himself in the second half. And that's what brought him back into the game. Penny's presence is like a pretty. I mean, I, I've seen the two-two-one, the one-two-two. Like he, he does. The, the, the team responds well to the press. Like yeah. They, they like doing that. They like. Yeah. They call about the turnovers. They. I, I watched the Tennessee game, right? And Tennessee beat them, but it it it, it wasn't as dominant as it could have been. Like since he was up big, and then Mitchell started making a run. Then at the end, they just kind of fizzled off. The next year, I think it'll be a different story. Because, like you say, this is, this is his first year. He's he on the D1 level. It's a lot of excitement, a lot of questions, and all that. You know, you got those who think Tepper should have been gone and those who think he should have stayed. Because it was a 20 win team back to back years. So, yeah. I guess my question would be do you think they could, do you think they got what it takes to make a run to win the AAC? Or at least have a good enough record to where they can make it into the tournament. Uh, twenty four, sixty six best teams in the country. So the win of AAC this year, I don't, uh, I don't think is a chance. I think it's a real slim chance. And the only reason I give them slim is because tournament in Memphis this year. So that's 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 their that's their small advantage, and they they do well playing at home. So that's their small advantage. Uh, as far as getting 20 wins, they got a window of opportunity. They just can't lose much anymore, you know, but they still got to play Cincinnati again and UCF at home. Uh, and then I, I forgot uh, another little team they got to play that's tough as well. 
uh, Temple. They got to play Temple again. And those all three teams that are going to that's going to be at the top of the uh, AAC. Uh, so if they can take care of those games, you know, just kind of pick themselves up by their bootstraps and take care of business like they can, uh, then there's a possibility that they can make it to the tournament. Uh, but right now it's not looking not looking good at all. Uh, I'm not even sure if they'll get an NIT bid at this point, you know. So, the, you know, the the fanfare of Penny may help them with a NIT bid because they want to show Penny in the next fight and the fact that we got the number one recruit coming. But other than that, I'm not sure. Uh, but next year should be a totally different story. We just, you know, we got James Watson coming. We got uh, B.J. Jeffries. Malcolm Dandridge, uh, and then we're expecting to get a. Huh? is good. I like their kid. Dandridge. Yeah. I like him. I like. I like. I like their kid, man. I like their kid. You talk about size and no rebound. Yeah. He ain't. You don't seem like no selfish player. Like that's the type of. Then he's a big dude, man. It's a big, big body kid down there. Yeah, I think Dandridge. I think Dandridge knows his role, and I think he'll be kind of like another Joey Dorsey for a four-year guy. That's just going to yep. get better, but he's going to be very aggressive. He's going to play hard at every single play. Uh, so, you know, I'm excited about him. You know, then, you got Dandridge and Lomax. They all play in high school together. They all play in high school together. And hopefully Lomax will get better. He won't grow no more, but, you know, hopefully he'll get better as far as decision-making in his offense. Uh, right. And then with those guys on the court, because I'm sure they're better, more better offensively, then Trenton Watford, we expect to get him too. Uh, another another McDonald's All American. Uh, those guys face the floor more because they can hit shots. So now guys like Tyler, guys like uh, Lomax, who's too small, can start you know getting inside their defense a little bit and getting easier shots. Because uh, right now they can't. They just got to shoot from where they are and hopefully it goes in. So next year should be a completely different story. I think it's a learning a learning uh, season for Penny. He's learning a lot. You know, I'm not holding this season for, you know, any grain of salt because, like I said, it's just kind of one of those giving seasons. Like, great if he does good. It's not a big deal if he doesn't, you know. Right. Uh, he has time. He has time. Yeah, you know, he has, he has plenty of time. You know, we're going to give him at least three years to get it together. Then, <laughs> uh, you know, one of the – I guess one of the things that's just kind of drawn a lot of attention around the country with major – uh, sports outlets like ESPN and a lot of those guys like Jay Billis and uh, some of those other guys in his comments about a lot of stuff. You know, he admits this dude, so he say his mind. You kind of starting to see that. So, you know, he's going to he gonna, he gonna talk. He stay out of big after, man. He can't just yeah. take it out of him. Yeah. He's going to say, he like, man, man, these coaches hating on me. That's what it is. Yeah, they, see, they, see me, they see me coming in with an NBA yeah, they see me coming in with the NBA roster coaching. I'm coming in getting a number one recruit, you know, and I didn't work. I didn't get. I didn't get it the way they got it. I didn't be an assistant under somebody for ten to fifteen years. I came straight out of high school with it. They hey, but they he ain't telling the truth though. He telling the truth though. Yeah, you know what? Like people can be kid, 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 think whatever. They, I'm. I, I'll be the first to admit. I'm a North Carolina Tar Heel fan. You know this. Yeah. You know this. But yeah. when Penny came back. Started coaching middle school and high school ball. That that brought me joy. Then when he yeah. when, when she went to Memphis, it brought me even more joy because I don't root for Tennessee sports at all. But yeah. but I like I like for Memphis to be winning. It's not yeah. like I don't mind seeing that. And then to hear him 
not be PC and say what he feels. Hey, I love you. So, yeah. like you say, them other guys on TV, they be they they think whatever they want to say, but like it's, it's true. It's just true. Yeah, because folks true. have been you know kind of flicked talking. Even Ralph Sampson at Houston, granted, this team's doing very, very, very good right now. Uh, but, you know, in the preseason when they had their, like, their, uh, their conference meetings when they were out of Philadelphia, you know, and he wouldn't he wouldn't settle about it at all. They, they did a Q&A with all the coaches on the panel, and I think they asked about Kenny, asked him about Kenny. He's like, hey, you know, uh, Kenny's a great guy. You know, uh, we can see he can recruit at a high level, but at some point you got to win games. That was just response. I was like, ooh, shot. You know, so that's, that's what a lot of coaches feel. Now, you know, they, they, they mad, you know, Chubby's yeah. one of the old school guys. He yeah, got yeah. a couple of championships, and people people feel like he got a raw deal in Memphis, and Kenny was getting the job. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was the right decision. You know, yeah. it was like ticket sales were going down. We were, getting, we were hardly getting 5,000 people at the game. It's you a know, business. It's a business. It's all about money. All about money. So it was the right decision. You know, it's not Tubby that, you know, it sucks that it had to happen to Tubby, but here, he's getting paid $30 million for the next six years from us. He ain't with me, crying. I'm still making money off y'all. Y'all bad. Yeah. That's what that is. Pay me not to work? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Y'all bad. I'll do that. I'll take this. So, you know, hey, I'm just happy. That if they five black men they gave there you go, there you go. And Mike Singletary, the head coach down there, yes, it's off this weekend in Arizona. So, so what's the what's the word down there in the city about that? Like, how people seem to be responsible? So I'm gonna throw this little caveat in. Uh, Memphis, we were ranked number one for tourist destinations. Uh, I heard, I heard. I'm throwing that in there. Throwing that in there. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, as far as the AAF, I think uh, I think people are interested in it. You know, uh, for those football people, they're just happy that there's more football. Um, I think um, what people are grasping on is not that we got another pro team here, but I think they kind of like the rules, the, 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 how the rules differ from NFL. Uh, one thing is kind of, I guess, more of a gimmick than anything is fans get to sit on the field. So they what? get to be, like, real close to the game. Yeah, they get to sit on the field. Like, so it's like sideline of the NBA. You get to sit sideline real oh, close man. to the game. So that's that's pretty cool. And then they got some rule changes. Uh, the game starts off with no kickoff. It's just whoever wins the, uh, you know, I guess gets the ball first. going to start on the 25. Okay. They're going to have a, they, they're gonna do a sky judge. So it's going to be a, a referee in the booth. So when there's, like, a questionable call on the field, the sky judge will be able to get a different view and make the decision. So like that's something, like that's something I, like I feel like the NFL may explore some. Uh, yeah, like they're, like they're also uh, in in the final four minutes of the fourth quarter, you can actually review questionable calls. So I, I four Huh? The final four minutes. Final four minutes of the fourth quarter, you can review questionable calls. 
So, i.e., Rams and uh, Saints that pass interference in the AAF will be a reviewable call and could have been overturned. So, New Orleans y'all need to be in the AAF, man. New Orleans may come to AAF for that. <laughs> uh, hey. And then one thing I think people are questioning is uh, you can only you can send no more than five men to rest the pass. So it's like uh, a arena league. Yeah. So it seems yeah it seems like they're they're more on the side of safety of a lot of the players with no kickoff and only sending five men to rush, you know, things like that. Um, and then there's a few other little rules, too, that they changed. But I think it's interesting. It's a cool little concept. And, you know, you got a lot of former pros that are involved in the league itself. You got Troy Palomalu. You got uh, Mike Dick on the team in Atlanta. Uh, you know, you got a whole bunch of different guys. Uh, Hines yeah. Ward, Ward, yeah. Oh, no. Mike Singletary, head coach here. And then the uh, cool thing about it is, you know, it's eight teams. They're going to have the championship in Vegas in uh, April. Uh, and they're, they're pretty much putting teams in big markets that don't have a team, you know. So they got one in Birmingham, Orlando, uh, even though they do got one in Atlanta. But, you know, I guess because it's Atlanta, whatever. Uh, so they got one in San Diego. So San Diego got professional football again. Uh, so, uh, and, it's, and it's all going to be shown on CBS. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, so, I'm watching. Oh, I'm watching. I forgot to mention this part. It's cool thing is um, the games, you'll get more football versus, uh, you know, uh, random breaks in the middle of the game to show advertising. They're not going right. to do that. So they're, they're, they're big on the game's going to last no more than two and a half hours versus three hours, three and a half, four hours. And then I think the overtime rules is kind of like college, where you start at the 10-yard line and you score, and then you have to do a two-point conversion. So okay. it's going to be pretty cool, man. I, I'm, I'm interested. And, uh, I'm going to be tuned in. I'm going to watch the first game today uh, and then kind of see what it's looking like as a product. You know, one thing we all concerned about is kind of what happened with the XFL is the quality of football. Uh, yeah. yeah, so. That's the big oh, thing right there. Yeah. How, how good is it really going to be? Yeah, exactly. So hopefully it's there. Uh, and if it is, then I think it'll be something to reckon with, you know. Guys, it'd be it's like a second-tier pro league. Guys who didn't quite make it, but you're a, you were a big college star. Yeah. You know, you can go and make it in the AAF. And I'm, you know, I, so. I'm interested, too. I mean, I like football, period. But, you know, with the climate of the NFL and how many fans seem to be deterred because of – politics and all that other stuff that they got yeah. buddy back in it. You yeah. know, you just want to watch the sport and watch certain players that you used to see, like a LSU quarterback, a Dak Nittenberger. Yeah. He, he's starting for Memphis, I believe. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, he is. You know, like people like that. I think he played for the Titans. Was he the guy who played for the Titans, too? I think, I think he used to play for the Titans, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I can't remember. But, you know, it's going to be some names if you, if you watch college football in the last five or six years. You know, there's going to be some names on the NFL to the two birds. So, yeah. you know, this is going to be neat to see uh, an alternative. Because yeah, the XFL yeah. is coming next year. Yeah, so, sure is. So it's going to be three football know, leagues. <laughs> three football leagues. Uh, take your pick. And I'm interested to see the repackage with XFL because I got a, I got a feeling Vince McMahon got some up his sleeves this time. Like, right? You're about, about entertainment. Yeah, he's about entertainment, and he knew he messed up the first time. So to do it again, 
and to have some real football people involved this time, I'm I'm just interested. Like now I'm like, okay, this might really be something. Yeah. This this could be something. And, so, and they all can work, you know, it's like, you know, NFL during the fall and winter, XFL during the winter and spring. I mean, uh, AAF during the winter and spring, and then XFL spring or summer. So they all can work and give you football all year long if you're a football fan like that. So I think uh, I think it'd be pretty good. Oh, Trent Richardson playing too. Oh, for real? Yeah, he playing. I forgot who you with. I think it's Birmingham. Yeah, he with Birmingham. He got another chance. Yeah, he got another chance. Yeah, he with Birmingham. Definition of a bust. Yeah, he definitely is. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, man, you were supposed to be great. So we'll we'll see how it works in this level for him. Now, real quick, before I let you go, you've been checking out any high school basketball down there. You know, West Tennessee got all the real hoopers. And Memphis got a lot of a lot of good hoopers out there, man. You anybody caught your eye down there in the hill? Uh, so I had been checking it out too much. Uh, honestly, I should check. I should check out more. I've been hearing about this kid at uh. White White Hazen. Um, that's that's kind of bringing a lot of uh, getting a lot of buzz, and I think he's just now getting on Memphis radar. And the only reason he got on Memphis radar is because he got on some other big programs radar. Uh, so you know you know we got to check it out if he, if they somewhere if the other teams are looking at him. I can't right. remember the kid's right. name, but I hear he putting in work uh, down in White Hazen. Uh, I, I got to look up and figure out what his name is. But uh, other than that, just kind of the. Uh, the usual, you know, James Wise is doing his thing. Uh, DJ Jeffrey's doing his thing. Um, there's uh, one kid here, I think, can't remember where he plays at, but uh, he goes by Dude Column, who uh, the, the local Dude Column. Dude Column. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember his actual first name, but everybody call him Dude Column. But the sports broadcasters, the local ones here, love him. We didn't recruit him, and he's not going to be here. I think he's going to Ole Miss. But they say, you know, he's a he's a stud. He's like six six, uh, you know, a real athletic guy, uh, you know, good finisher around the rim and things like that. So we got some talent here this year. Uh I'm gonna get more involved next year to kinda see what's up and coming, you know, see who some guys Penny should be looking at. Um and, you know, see what we gonna see see how we gonna follow up James Wise. Right. Yeah, we gotta hey, we only getting him we gotta, for one we gotta year. keep it coming. Exactly. You want it done now. Yeah. You want it done for sure. He, he definitely wants so, it done. So he's going to be a top five pick next year. You want to build off of that. Yeah, yeah. If you can get James Wiseman to stay and, you know, for a couple well, flip from Kentucky to you, and then you do a lot. Your man, DJ. Yeah, two people flip. Your man, DJ. So, you know, if you can make a 25 win team out of that and, and go to the Sweet 16. Oh, hey, that, that's a great little That's a great season. You put, you put them back on the map. That would be a great season. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It really puts you back on the map. So, oh, yeah. Penny, Penny and Nike is a great recruiting tool. Uh, yeah. But, like you say, like, like, like Ralph Sampson said, man, you got to win. You got to win. You got to win. It's, it's cool. Like, it's cool. It's cool to have Penny. It's cool to get some phones and get some Nike gear and all yeah. that. You're you a cool know, coach. You get from time to time. You know, dress you, fly. You know, yeah, he, he can get your money bag, you know, him and the black boy and guy and whoever else to show up to get night madness and pop up the game. But when they're involved, you got to win. So yeah, between the lines, it's time to show up. Yeah, 
they can get all if they can have the players all in, get their heads right, and everybody be on the same page. Then I think they'll be looking at a twenty-five win season next year. James Wiseman, yeah, Dandridge, Lomax, because you got that the team chemistry is a lot, man. You know, he, like yeah. you say, he gets he's playing with Tubby kids. He got yeah. a, one or two of his guys, but he really playing with Tubby kids. And, and Tyler yeah. Harris, I, I love him as a, as a, as a you know as a shooter in the school, but he's five seven. Yeah. You know, if he ain't making that shot, he ain't going to score. You know, you know he's not yeah. going to score. He got to be more of a playmaker. So, he's he depending on guys right now. If this level that shouldn't be dependent upon to do too much. So, exactly. if you can get some other guys in there to help build around that, that's just going to make them even better. Exactly. So, yeah. I appreciate you coming on, brother. Uh, no problem. Appreciate we, you having me. Yeah, man, we're going to do this more often, man. We're going to get that good feedback, man. It was DJ Will Maddox. Y'all can get at him on IG at DJ Will. Hold Real on. Man. I don't want to be simple. Okay. I thought it was another yeah, score yeah. now. I just remembered. No, no. It's, it's simple. Straight. It's right. At DJ Will Maddox. DJ W-I-L-L-M-A-T-I-C. You heard. Yeah. You heard. Yeah, keep, 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 hit me up, man. We're going to talk some more. For sure, for sure, for sure. Well, you, look, you be easy down there in the hill, man. I'm going to holler at you later. All right, I'm going to holler at you when I come up to Nashville, too. Do that, do that. I bet. All right. Hey, man, I appreciate y'all tuning in, man. My boy Will going to be back on the show. As you heard him say, you can get at him on Instagram at DJ Will Matic. That's W-I-L-L-M-A-T-I-C. DJ Wheelmatic, M-Town representative. We're going to make sure we bring them back on the show. Y'all tell me what y'all thought about this segment. You hear me? Hit me up on Instagram at BTSE underscore 365. Uh, Black History Month uh, moment of the day. It's, like, it's big history month moment of the day. Um, On this day in 2002, I had a foot surgery. No, I was just <laughs> Woo, shit, hell, boy, I need to quit it. I need to cut it, man. I need to cut it for real, man. I need to cut it for real. Nah, but for real, though, in all seriousness, though, uh, I want to shout out to Queen Mary Kenner. She was an African-American inventor who revamped the world of feminine care with the invention of the sanitary belt, a.k.a. the maxi pad. <laughs> Through her inv- Though her invention... In, attracted multiple feminine hygiene companies. It was rejected by most when they realized she was black. Unfortunately, the maxi pad wasn't patented until 30 years after its creation. Nevertheless, that didn't stop my my girl Mary. Oh no, you know a black woman. She relentless. She on top of her shit. She went on to patent other household items, including, but not limited to, the bathroom tissue holder a backwasher that mounted on the wall of the shower, and the carrier attachment on walkers for disabled people. So shout out to Mary Kenner. So whenever you put your tissue on the tissue holder, just know a black woman is the reason why you're able to do that. Hey, I'm out. I appreciate y'all for tuning in, man. Keep it coming. Get at me. I'm on the Apple Podcast. If you've been looking for me on Stitcher or or, uh, TuneIn, any of that, I'm on my way back. A little technical difficulties. Shout out to the Anchor app, though. You can get me in the Anchor app. 
at BTSE365. I'm out. Appreciate y'all. Be safe. Be blessed. Be loved. Be black and be excellent. BTSE365. <laughs>